Hey Alex. Hello. The world is a terrible and stupid place. Why is that, Steve? You know who I played last week, right? Uh, Cameron? You know a little bit more about who I played last week? Duffy. <laughs> the guy that beat me by half a point in the playoffs last year. Okay. Care to guess how I did? You lost by half a point? I lost by two points. Oh. Got a laundry worse. list of people I'd like to thank for that accomplishment. I'd like to start out by thanking LaShawn Murray, McCoy, whatever his stupid name is, for remembering that the NFL season started Sunday and getting two touchdowns after having none. Oh, that would hurt. I'm sorry. I'd like to thank Alex Smith for tossing three long touchdown bombs on Thursday night. Couldn't bother to let one of them be run in. Mm -hmm. Like to thank my guy. Demarius Thomas for two catches and nine yards. Would like to thank Landon Collins for falling on his way into the end zone for a defensive touchdown that would have been six points. Special shout out to the rest of Cam's crappy team that all managed to get touchdowns, mm -hmm. except for some scrub Tevin Coleman. Okay. It was a bad week. I'm sorry, Steve. I have the most points scored in this league, and I am currently four and three. Ouch. This is ridiculous. I'm sorry. I mean, I won this week. Yeah, we're going to talk about you in due time, but this is my moment. Well, okay, what I mean. So, <laughs> we tried to play Happy Happy Fun Times last week. Mm -hmm. So, here's what this theme's, this week's theme is going to be. Reasons your team is going to lose. And not just your team. Why all the teams are going to lose. Why your team is going to bomb out and fail before you get to the championship. Okay. Ready? Uh, sure. All right. I think it doesn't seem like a positive theme. No, it's not a positive theme. What was last week's theme? Reasons to be confident about, about your team moving forward. Oh, so the opposite. Okay. Yes. I'm not going to be very good at this, but let's do it. Thanks. You're welcome. No, I don't mean it that way because we're going to be like talking about someone's team. And like, well, I don't like this, but there's potential. You know what I mean? Well, we're a good we're a good balance of I hate the world and you seem to have some sort of optimism that it's not a total dumpster fire. Maybe I'm just trained like NFL quarterbacks when I answer questions. You mm -hmm. know, never really answer anything. Don't be controversial. Yeah, sure, fair enough. You know, like I, like pretty much every team are gonna be like, well, the team worked hard out there, and both both guys really tried their best, and in the end, it was just a, it was just a fun bout. That's just gonna be my answer for everything. So you're gonna say that Sunday after the Steelers roll us like 42 to 10? Uh, you know what? I think we're gonna win that game, but I'll get to that later when we get to bold predictions. Oh sweet Jesus! And I'm gonna tell you how we're gonna win by scoring more points than them. Maybe, mm -hmm. but not the good kind of points. But we'll get back. To that. We'll get back to that later. The, the, the bad type of points. No, we'll get back to that later. You're sure. asking me questions. We're not at bold predictions. We are you not. don't talk. You know, it's like one of those things where you give them a like a like a tidbit mm -hmm. about a later bit, a teaser, if you will. A teaser. That's the term. Oh boy, looking forward to this. Sweet. Okay, so let's start out with how we did last week. Um, Unlike on the battlefield, I had the best week going three and two. ESPN was two and three, and you were one and four, only correctly guessing that you would win. Wow. The one thing that I thought wasn't actually going to win, I thought the other four would win. So did I. Well, okay. All right. So for the season, I am 21 and 14. ESPN won behind at 20 and 15. Uh, you were just a whip, uh, bit behind at 16 and 19. <laughs> so quick review we obviously know how my dumpster fire trash situation is going right now i was three and oh three and oh and i have dropped three of the last four i am four and three 
despite having the high score two times and the second high score two more times. This is this is a miscarriage of justice that we have going on right now. I mean, you still have a really good team. I mean, you know, I mean, are we talking about your team right now? No, we're not. I'm okay. just randomly venting. Oh, vent. Because oh, the no, world's a terrible do. and stupid place. You do you. I always get nervous when you say you do you because that's not what I associate with you say what you say when you're mad at somebody. Oh no, I just say it all the time. All right. So let's uh, what we're gonna go talk about last week's rankings okay. and then we'll get into the new ones. Neat. Last week, uh, the number ten team. Bob and Van lost 142 to 111 to, I think I've got a typo off the beginning. Can you check for me? I've got Lucas played Jason, but I'm not certain I'm correct on that. 142 to 111? Yeah, I'll look at that. Just go over the other ones real quick. All right, number nine, the injured reserves beat Matt's team 122.5 to 105. In at number eight, the minions beat Blue Angels Go Navy 113 to 100. They were team eight. Team seven was Blue Angels Go Navy. We just talked about how they lost to the eight team. Number six, seven dollars worth of dumb luck beat the Rainmakers one twenty one and a half to one nineteen and a half. Number five, Victorious Secrets lost ninety eight and a half to one thirty four. They played the Rafi Bombs. This aired in two thousand and nine. People lost one hundred five to one twenty two and a half to you, Alex. The number three team, Aunt B's Pie and Custard Emporium. It does look like they did play Lucas. Uh, one forty two to eleven. Yeah, Lucas played uh, Jason. Perfect. Okay. All right, and we just talked about how my team, the Rainmakers, lost to seven dollars with the Dirty Needles, one nineteen and a half to one twenty-one and a half, and the number one team, the Rafi Bombs, held on by beating Victoria's Secrets, one thirty-four to ninety-eight and a half. All right, so that is where we were at. Let's talk about where we are at now. Mm -hmm. Number ten. Who's your guess? Lucas. Yes. Yeah. Lucas stays in at number ten. Um, kudos to him. We are mostly going to focus on why everybody's team sucks and they should be really sad. But really impressed. He absolutely fleeced Matt in a trade. Yeah, but um, Russell Looking Wilson. To this. Russell Wilson did get more points than Dak Prescott this week. Here First week after the trade. I know that's not going to continue. Well, here's why I think that. Matt is the idiot GM of the week because I don't disagree. I think that Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott are probably going to finish finish with a similar amount of points at the end of the year. In fact, I think they were similar going into this week and are similar now. But Russell Wilson is up and down. We talk about it. I talk about yeah. it every week. A good, a bad. Dak, Dak Prescott is going to be more middle of the road. So Lucas doesn't have to guess who's going to have the good week. He's got a plug and play option. His quarterback situation is settled. He's got that those pieces moving forward. So. That is why I think that it was a good trade for Lucas, and Matt, I'm just ashamed of you. Um, reasons Lucas, I don't think, wins the championship this year. Uh, the biggest one for him, honestly, is time at this point. At 1-5, and five, he's got to go 5-1 and one in the last six games just to get to 6-7, and seven. and we have t discussed historically being 6-7 and seven has a two-thirds chance of getting you into the playoffs. Uh, four of his last six games are against what are currently the top four teams in the Jenkins. As he pointed out uh, during his interview, he is in the tougher division. Mm -hmm. Historically, I'm not getting into this week's rankings, but the top three teams are pretty much every week come from the same division, that being the NFC where he resides. Okay. So that is going to be hard. And I think for me, uh, the other problem he has is he's playing whack-a-mole with what he's going to do with his wide receiver tight end position and his his and his flex position between Funches, Reed, Sanu, and Lee, and whoever else he picks up. There are no auto starts in there. I have rambled a lot about this team. Any thoughts? Uh, no, you pretty much covered it. I mean, I'm just – he's kind of in the same, you know, same-ish situation as me. Is he has a lot of, like, wide receivers and, like, tight – like, 
running backs that just random amount of points every week. Mm-hmm. It's like unpredictable. You should be like, oh wow, they're against the worst defense in the NFL, and then they're going to get like two points. It's like it's literally like a guessing game for us. That's what it feels like anyway. That's exactly the problem. All right, care to guess who number nine is? Uh, yes, I would love to guess who number nine is, and I'm going to say Gordy. No. Me? You. What? I won! You did win. Big win. Big win! I have that in my notes for you. Big win. Big win! So big! It was against Matt! That's a pretty good team. You know Matt is a a darling team of mine this year. Mm -hmm. You know why Matt Bryant is awesome, Alex? The look on his face, he thinks I'm setting him up for something, I can tell. Mm -hmm. And I would... I get why he thinks that, because how many points did Matt Bryant get you last week? Negative three. And here's why Matt Bryant is awesome, and I'm not kidding you. Nobody has a perfect season, right? Everybody has a clunker of a game. Mm-hmm. He knew that this was a week you didn't need him, so he got his clunker out of the way. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, see, I was worried about him, though, because I was like, he doesn't miss stuff. Mm-hmm. And I guess the Patriots, and like, and if you look at his picture on the app, sure, he just looks like he's having like home troubles. He looks really sad, like something's on his mind, and uh, I'm really hoping the best for him. I'm still, and you know what? I'm one of those guys where if you treat, if you are on my team for a year and a half, and you are nothing but perfect, if you mess up for two weeks, I'm gonna forgive you. But I'm worried. For I, I wouldn't be too worried. Uh, he missed an extra point, and I saw that. That really just looked like a guy got through the line and got his hand up. That wasn't a bad kick. Didn't he doink the other one off the field goal post? Something like that. So I'm I'm not too worried. Oh, I'm not worried about him. Not, I'm You're proving. I'm worried about him as a person. Sure. Mm-hmm. Matt Bryant, if you are out there and can let us know how you're doing, uh, F-I-V-E-T-D-S at Yahoo.com or follow us at ChubbyThunder13 on Twitter. We just care. We do. We care for you. I believe in you. You do. I do. So let, let's talk about why you're not going to win. Okay. Your your running back situation is comparable to a used tampon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's bad. Okay, but sure. But, what what is the but on this bloody tampon? But yep. For two weeks mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. I had the second best running back, and he got hurt. <laughs> and you only hit one, so it was good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just looking at the past. I mean. <laughs> They now they have him back and they're like, no, no, we're gonna give you two carries. I'm pretty sure that's what they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, Marshall, maybe Abdul will come back. Okay, maybe the Lions are gonna come back. So another reason you're not gonna win. Okay, your big three stud wide receivers, who uh, you're really proud of, very underperforming. I believe I've got them at 16, 20, and 21 as far as rankings this year. Today, who's 16? Oh, T.Y. T- T- Hilton. T.Y. Hilton shouldn't be 16, though. He's literally only had two big games. Well, Amari Cooper shot up from like 71 to 22 off of one huge game. That's why, that's what's going to happen. They have not been good. Yes, I was very proud of them, and no, they very all, all very much underperformed. And let's just, let's call it out. The fantasy powers that be kind of hate you. Yeah, that's true, too. You have, you have fielded what looked like good teams, drafted, you've drafted what looked to be good teams, yet I think you've only got one title game appearance in 10 years, 11 years now. Yeah, I don't know. It's always like either I draft them and they get injured or I draft them and they're like, I'm going to start the decline of my career now. And that's usually what happens. I concur. But we, we talked about this on the draft episode. You you did roll some dice by not going running back until round five. But it worked at first. 
You were one and one at your high water mark. I don't know that it worked. Hey, that's 50%. That's pretty good. Yeah, great. All right. Um, because you're my co-host and my brother, I'm going to deviate from the norm and talk about something that I do think gives you a reason to be confident um, moving forward. You're two and five. Okay. You have three games left against the bottom four teams. Actually, if ten, and I only mean record-wise, so you're one of the bottom four teams. You've got three games left against the other three. I literally think that all of my losses have come from the bottom teams. Well, a lot of my losses. Mm-hmm. I think, let's see, the only wins I have are against Bobby and Matt. Okay, so you're basically sad that you have crappy teams left and you're excited to play the good teams. At the yes. Area. Okay, well, great. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not, okay, I'm not, I, I like your point. I'm glad to be playing Lucas and Gordy and stuff. It's just... I feel as though when I go against teams where I should have a chance, I get decimated. But then I go against Bobby and I win 121 to 70. There seems there's a pattern, you know. Would you rather lose out for the rest of the year, okay, or get into the playoffs as the sixth seed, but Mr. Moore gets to punch you in the face as hard as he can? See, I like that. Would you rather? That's a lot better. Sure. I'd let Mr. Moore punch me in the face. He he looks like a tough guy. Yeah. So I mean, you're gonna be needing some attention afterwards. That's okay. But the six seed is enticing. You just got to get in. I got a pretty tough fate. What am I going to say to that? All right. Any other comments on your team? Good win this week. Uh, no, just proud of them all. They really worked hard out there. Other team really worked hard, too. Uh, it was a hard-fought battle by both teams, and uh, I was just proud to be part of it. Yeah, I think if you can beat Matt, you did something right. Mm-hmm. All right. Care to, care to guess who number eight is? And I'm sorry, just a quick pause because I haven't addressed it. Ten and nine are the same as last week. So... Who is number eight? Oh, I forgot who was eight last week, but apparently it changed. I'm going to say Gordy. Yes, Gordy fell one spot from seven down to eight. Um, He lost to Tim, and I think reasons that Gordy is not going to win the championship this year. One, he drafted like a drunken seven-year-old with Amari Cooper. Very kind. He had 27 points in the first six weeks of the season, and then he had 43 points in the last game. You know where he was last week? The bench? On the bench. His starting running back is Jonathan Stewart, who is averaging five and a half points a game. He drafted Doug Martin in the 15th round, knowing Doug Martin had a three-game suspension to serve, and then dropped him at the end of the suspension so Kelly could go pick him up, and she, he's bearing fruit for her. I didn't know he did that. He did. Ouch. So Gordy is one. I'm sorry, Gordy's two and five. Mm-hmm. His saving grace right now is Deshaun Watson. But Deshaun Watson goes into Seattle this week, and nobody does well going into Seattle. So he's going to be 2-6, and six, pretty much dead in the water at that point. Okay. I mean, let's see what he has. That's He does have the number two tight end. So. so the guy he took in the second round is the number two tight end. Yep. Well, what are you going to do with that? Well, you see, you see, I know I was following the theme because you were like, what's right at that? Because his, his saving grace is his tight end. Like, that's it, right? I mean, I mean, Gronkowski's having a pretty decent year, but I mean, other than that, it's like... Until he gets hurt. Yeah, true that. All right. Number seven. Tim, I mean, Mr. Moore. Correct. The minions move up from number eight up to number seven. Uh... Alvin Kamara was a great find for him. The wide receivers on this team are trash. 
think Adam Thielen is averaging eight points a game in his last four. Uh, Javorius Allen is averaging nine points a game in his last five, and I know that's a running back, not a wide receiver, but that's not good. You've also got Justin Fournette. Why am I not thinking that's his name? The running the, the running back out of Jacksonville, Leonard Fournette. Oh, yeah, Leonard Fournette. Uh, had injury issues in college, and now he had an ankle injury that kept him out last week. So mm-hmm. is he injury prone? Is this a harbinger of things to come? And Drew Brees has not been bad. I'm not going to sit there and act like Drew Brees has been atrocious, but he is currently eighth in points per game as a quarterback. So that's not bad, but it's also not what you expect when you use the fourth pick in the draft on him. Uh, Points per game. Oh, So because he's had his bye already, people haven't. So that is why Tim is not going to win the championship this year. He might. Feel free to to stand on the soapbox and be the the voice of virtue. He keeps believing in Terrell Pryor, though. Terrell, Terrell Pryor, Pryor is benched this week. Oh, he benched finally benched forward, him? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I mean the Redskins have benched Terrell Pryor, and he's not a starter. Really? He came in off the bench Monday night. It sounds like that's that's the new norm. Ouch. Yeah. Oh, man. I never really liked Terrell Pryor, though. But, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, especially where we are, we never really like anybody from Ohio State. No. But he was obnoxious at Ohio State. Like, when he was a freshman, he was talking about how easy college football was. was, like, playing in high school. Yeah. So, like, playing in high school now, Terrell Pryor? Mm-hmm. 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 He's going he's gonna to like being a jander in a couple of years. Ooh, burn, burn, yeah. All right, Team 6. <clears throat> team 6. I am going to have to see if that is given to Matt? No. Kelly. Kelly. Kelly drops one spot, five last week, six this week. Mm-hmm. So do you want to hear why Kelly's not going to win the championship? Sure. All right. Uh, one, Matt Ryan is not panning out. Uh, it's not been terrible, but he's not worth the third-round draft pick that he was. Ooh. He had a decent week one, I think 32 or 32.5 points. Since then, his best week has been 28 points. All right. Now, clearly, Kelly plays me this week, so probably going to get somewhere in the neighborhood of 46, but at least season to date. The other issue that Kelly has, I think, is a team-wide one, and that is something we talked about a few weeks ago, right? That any player that's on a fantasy football team has potential to be great, can have a great week. But there are obviously the Antonio Browns, who you are fairly confident are going to do great 12, 13 weeks a year. And then the other end, they're the guys who are going to get four or five great games and muddle through the rest. She's got a lot of the second. I always forget former and latter what's what, but she, Antonio Brown is really the only guy you know is an auto start going to do well for you. Mm-hmm. Um, in the seven weeks so far this year, she's been in the bottom three <coughs> of scoring three times. So uh, she's very prone to busting, and you can't do that when you need to get a three-win streak, three-game winning streak in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Or a two-game winning streak, but you're not going to do that. If you, you're not going to get a first-round bye if you are hit or miss like that. Yeah, she might have to actually start just either get a new quarterback or start Carson Palmer. With his broken arm? Oh, he broke his arm? Yeah. I don't know anything. Yeah, broke his arm. He just broke his arm in the last game? Yep. Drew Stanton's playing? Drew Stanton's playing. Why didn't... You should have told me that. Like, while you were watching it, be like, dude, Drew Stanton's in the game. Okay, for the people who are out there, I can't... I don't have cable. I have channels like... Well, I do have cable. I have, like, channels 2 through 27. 
Sure. So, like, I can watch the base games unless yeah. I'm at, like, Steve's place. So, you know, but I didn't get to see that, no. And I, Drew Stanton's best player ever. You should have told me. I'm sorry. I have, like, I have a signed autograph card from him, too, actually. It's pretty nifty. Oh, did I ever tell you I met Kirk Cousins? Did you meet him at the, uh, I'm going to tell the story. Oh, yeah, I was at college game day, and he was just, like, sitting way over there by, like, by himself. Uh-huh. And uh, I just went over there, and I offered him a donut. Another guy. Yeah. He, he said, no, thank you. Was he a plate, or was he kind of a jerk about it? Very kind gentleman. Oh, really? Very kind gentleman. Well, I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad yeah. that Captain Kurt is a uh, good people. Yeah, he's very good people. Excellent. All right, but I'm not really in a theme to talk about good things right now. So we talked about what, talked about why Kelly's team sucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, why should that? Sorry, rephrase. Why they're not going to win the championship this year. Okay. Um, well, kicker game is not on point. Okay. I mean, boy, oh, boy. How do you rally from that? Double digits twice. You got to – I mean, that's, that's a time when you got to think about maybe – Looking That's for a the different trick. option. Yeah. Okay. I Get mean, your new kicker. Steven, I promise you, kickers have been huge this year. Don't You're making that face. All right. I'm going to look at what other kickers got this year. Zerlane got Bobby 17 points. Mm-hmm. 17 points. All right. Let's see what, Let's see how some of the other ones are going. Uh, we, Lucas's we kicker got him 14. Oh, boy. Hey. Hey. Kickers have been winning and losing games. Oh, boy, you betcha they have. Oh, okay. The problem is kickers are up and down. Like, yeah, some good luck figuring out which kicker is going to get you 17 points in a week. Okay, fair enough. I, I'm, I'm kind of joking. I'm not saying fixing sure. Graham Gano is going to fix your team. I was just a joke. Who do you think team number five is? Oh, weren't you going to talk about her team? You didn't say anything about her team, did you really? Matt Ryan not paying oh, out. The team, is gone. Okay. the team is bust heavy. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, team five. Uh, Matt. No. Really? Yeah. You? No. I'm going to say Cam. Cam. <laughs> $7 with a terrible team. Okay. You know why they're not going to win the championship? Um, I don't, but I'm pretty sure you're going to tell me. So. It's a trick question. They're going to win the championship. Because it, it doesn't matter that you research fantasy football. It... it it is of insignificant consequence that you put work into this. You just randomly point and click and grab a guy and you win championships. What what what's that thing over there, that game we play? Destiny? Destiny. This this is what this This is why I hate fantasy football. Hate it. Hey, hate it so much, right? Like in Destiny you have to get different levels, right? You do different things, you get more levels, you get better. Short version, right? I suppose yes. Am I wrong? No, you're right. Okay. And then ultimately, you kind of get to these top tier levels where you can do all these impressive things that compared to when you were brand new, as far as you have all this good gear, you're a higher level, you can do more things okay, and adventures. Yeah. Okay, yeah. If I'm wrong, correct me. I'm trying no, to. You're good, you're good. Okay. But still, even if you're on the same level, like when I was playing a lot of Destiny 1 and I got to a level close to Jason, he still obviously would kill me if we ever got into a battle. He's just infinitely better, right? Mm-hmm. But fantasy football isn't like that. This would be like how somebody would feel if I would do something that is very Steve, like I'd, I'd be sh- walking into a wall and shooting backwards, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I fire my gun, and the gun bounces off a piece of metal and goes and hits the bad guy in the crotch, and he dies. Mm-hmm. Everyone would be furious. Like, how does this no-talent player beat me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and 
How did I lose this game to this terrible team? You know, I, you know how I lost. Seven touchdowns from a bunch of scrub players. And, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna over exaggerate. I, I'm not gonna go, go over the top. This team is not atrocious. This is not like the worst team that should be 0-7 and have no wins. But this is this is a by any metric a, a middle of the road team. Uh, they've got Alex Smith. Who saw Alex Smith having his career year after 12 years of by fantasy standards mediocrity? Being a game manager. Being a game manager. But now apparently. He's Aaron Car Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck reincarnated. Yeah. Well, I mean, after that first week, I think all of us should have tried to get him. Or tried. He was on fire that first week. But the thing is, is Cam was in the perfect position to need a quarterback, and that's why he pulled the trigger on him that early. Because like me, I had like Matt Stafford and Kirk Cousins, and I was like, I probably don't need him, because whatever, I'll be okay. But no, he turned out to just be the best. Because he had his Andrew Luck situation. He needed one, and mm. yeah, Alex Smith was there. There was, was kind of a little bit of luck, and it fell in his lap. So, to be clear, Cam, love the man, hate the team. So, cash it in. Cam wins the championship because I have, I have tracked the history of our league, and it appears that these dumb luck things happen. Your luck tends to go for two years. So, Gordy, Gordy had a run where he won the title in 2014, and... I'm sorry, lost the title game in 2014, won the title in 2015. Sometimes it is luck. That's absolutely true. A lot of the times it is. But, I mean, there is a little bit with you. Like, did you predict that Kai, uh, Hunt and Hill were going to be as big as they were when you picked them up? Hunt, no. I, the only reason I picked up Hunt was because I knew he would be getting the bulk of carries. So if mm -hmm. I know I've got a running back who's going to get the bulk of carries, he's at least worth picking up. Hill, if you remember, I did take him fairly early. He was wide receiver 17 on my board. So, no, I didn't see a top six, I think he is right now. Tyreek Hill? Yeah. He's number two. Number two. So, no, I was banking on the top 15 finish. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it just sucks, though. I. It looks like you were just a victim of one of those weeks where everyone on their team does the right thing. and It sucks, and I'm sorry. Thank you. You're welcome. And I think the, the frustrating thing, it just – most points scored a four and three record. I think here's where here's where I got jammed up. There have been seven games, four times I was in the top three of scoring, mm -hmm. or the top three or four. No, top three. Sorry, I'll stop rambling. So I got four wins off of that. I played Lucas. I was the worst team, bottom score. I deserved to lose, and I did. The other two weeks I have been fifth and sixth in scoring. So you figure like right in the middle of the pack. So figure I'd win one, lose one, but I've lost them both, and that is the difference between. Six and one and four and three, and now I'm worried that Kelly's going to sit here and roll me and get me to 400 with still having the most points in the league. All right, number four. You? No. I'm going to say Matt. Matt. Matt stays in at number four. Um, why Matt is not going to win a championship? Because anybody who's going to trade. Russell Wilson, for Dak Prescott, does not deserve to win championships. Of course, based off what we just talked about, Team 5, maybe that's like the coup de grace. That's going to be the thing. Bad decisions win you titles. Uh, beyond that, his running backs are a disaster. A car crash is the analogy I have in here. See, it says car crash. Uh, Arby's are a car crash, yes. Arby's, not the food Arby's. C.J. Anderson, five and a half points a game in the last four. 
Jay Ajayi averaging three and a half yards of carry with no rushing touchdowns. So as much as I love the quarterback play and the wide receiver play, you need a running back who has got potential to go boom for you on a weekly basis or, yeah, has potential to go boom for you. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on Matt? Uh, I agree. I just I think Tom Brady has really been helping carry him through the season, mm-hmm. in all honesty. I think that's a big thing. That's why he's gotten wins and his rest of his team's kind of – Besides, I mean, maybe Zach Ertz. Yeah. I think he's really solid, but I mean, Tom Brady's really just been. You've got Hopkins and Evans. The receivers are good. Oh, I forgot about Hopkins. I always get mad about Hopkins when people remind me about Hopkins, but anyway, okay. The the only the only grace I will cut here is maybe Matt was this is the long con. Like he's like, I'm gonna give Lucas this good quarterback so he can go beat other teams. Because he's not I'm too far, but he's not gonna catch me. But he can be some other teams that will help me win the division. That's it. That is the only thing that I can think makes sense in this scenario. Do you think Matt thought that? No. No. Yeah, I, I thought he made a bad life choice. I don't think Matt's like that. I don't think he would. So Alex thinks you're not system. smart. And no, I I'm not saying that. You have just said, I don't. do you think Matt thought about that? No, I think Matt's highly intelligent. I don't think he's going to be like, what's a way I can screw everybody over? I think he's just like, oh, hey, Russell Wilson. Okay. That sounds cool. So – you think that sounds better? Like to me, I would rather think be I would rather be thought of the guy who proactively thought of how I could screw other people over versus no man, Russell Wilson, what the heck? I mean, it, his logic made sense though. He looked at the bye week and was like, "Well, I'm never going to not start Tom Brady except for his bye week." And, uh, I think isn't that this week or is that next week? When is Tom Brady's bye week? Because I'm really I think it's going to be really curious to know how this turns out. Uh, let's see here. I'm actually thinking it's next week. Let's look. By the way, you keep talking, I'll look. All right, so that is the reason that Matt is not going to win. Alex is looking that up. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you all that I am in at number three, following one spot from number two. This has really taken you a long time to find. Because it wasn't week eight. When is the bye? And now I can't find his team. Oh, good gravy. I know. That's what I'm saying. Come on, Tom Brady. Week nine. Week nine. So next week. Oh, yes, next week. Okay, beautiful. All right, so I fell from two to three. So I'm going to tell you why I'm not going to win the championship. Okay. My quarterback situation is terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the last six weeks, I'm sorry, in the last five weeks, I've gotten three touchdowns and six turnovers from the position total. Total. Okay. Most people have had, played me and had quarterbacks put up three touchdowns in a game. So I went into the draft strategy figuring that I was going to be good at running back. I was going to be excellent at running back, which I had been. I was going to be good enough at wide receiver, which has turned out better than I thought. And I was going to trust Derek Carr. I was going to actually, the drafting strategy was I was going to stream Derek Carr and Andy Dalton based on matchups. And they have both decided to have crap years, each having one good game, and that is it. I have had to play Jared Goff twice this year. So you aren't winning championships if you make a stupid quarterback decision like that. And I'd also like to, again, just give a special thank you to Marius Thomas. Like When we drafted and you talked, you had questions about my wide receiver drafting, and the only thing you could agree on me with, agree with me on was that Demarius Thomas was a good pick in the fourth round. Well, clearly he was not. Mm-hmm. Two catches three weeks ago, one catch, I'm sorry, one catch three weeks ago, two catches this past week, but for nine yards. And a horrible offensive pass interference call that should not have been called and cost me the game. That's all I will say on that. And I will say one more thing. There has been 
this whole thing about who the waiver wire king is the last few episodes, who's the best picker of, off the waiver wire in our league? You know who that is? Me. You want my pedigree? Sure. Kareem Hunt this year. Where is Kareem Hunt rated amongst running backs this year? One. One. You know who I got off the waiver wire last year? Who? Melvin Gordon and Jordan Howard. You know where they finished? You don't have to look it up. Eight and nine. You know who I got off the waiver wire three years ago? Who? Todd Gurley. Oh. Top five. Hmm. So this talk of who is or is not the waiver wire king can be put to rest. It is my title. Mm-hmm. I will get the crown to go with my 2013 league championship because I'm not winning another one, at least this year. Mm-hmm. Because as we talked about, I really screwed the pooch at the quarterback position. Anything else you'd like to say? Uh, no. I like your team. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> All right. Two. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think what I mean. So, Jay. Jay, Aunt B's Pie and Custard and moves from uh, number three to number two with their win last week. I don't know. They might win. This is probably going to be the team. It's probably going to be Cam and Jason for the championship. Dumb luck run amok. <laughs> um, big concerns I have for Jason's team are Todd Gurley has a couple of rough games coming up against uh, good rushing defenses, and I looked ahead. Todd Gurley in week 16 is playing, I'm sorry, in week 15 is playing on the road at Seattle, which is never good for anybody on offense. Mm-hmm. And especially when he, uh, I think this is really he and Carson Wentz now, who's his new quarterback. And that's been a find. Um, he's, he's a two-man show right now. Yeah, I, I don't know who would have predicted that. No. I think people are talking about how, in retrospect, they might have picked him. But no, nowhere did I ever see anybody uh, have Carson once sniffing in the top ten as a quarterback in my research. No. Another concern that I have is Devontae Adams, how he's going to do without Aaron Rodgers. But I think that's about the Green Bay wide receivers as a whole. Uh, Obviously didn't have a fantastic week when Rodgers got injured. And then last week wasn't a great game either against the Saints at home. So I'm not going to say that Devontae Adams is going to fall off a cliff, but he was he's wide receiver 12 right now, and I'm not sure that level of production can go up. Um, another thing I'd be a little bit nervous about, and I will let you weigh in because I know I've been talking more than normal in this episode. I have told you I'm not a fan of the running back who makes his points receiving the ball. It always feels like it's – it doesn't feel like it's something sustainable. It was the only thing that went right for me last week. Uh, that's kind of how Tevin Coleman of Atlanta makes his uh, points. Makes his points, and he didn't. He ran six times for 16 yards and didn't get a whole lot of action in the passing game. And he's got uh, Chris Thompson, who has been fantastic this year, absolutely. But he's only – he's getting it, catching the ball. He's averaging about eight rushing attempts per game. And we've got Rob Kelly coming back, so I wonder what that's going to do to his carry count as well. So that last one is a little bit more stylistic than anything else. So those would be my concerns with Jason's team moving forward. Okay. It's harder for you to give something to bounce off of when I'm just raging against the world. I get it. No, you're fine. I have You're good. All right. Team one. Team one. I'm going to say it's Bobby. The Rafi bombs indeed. Hold on to the number one spot. All right. Reasons that Bobby is not going to win the championship this year. Um, Ezekiel Elliott's suspension is going to go into effect, and then Good. Jordy Nelson, Larry Fitzgerald is going to break a hip. 
Um, Zeke's suspension is number one on my list. Fitz was number two, but it's the fact that Carson Palmer is out and your guy Drew Stanton is throwing him the ball. Oh, well, that means he's going to get more points. Be curious. That would make me nervous. Well, that's the thing about Drew Stanton. He likes to rely on tools that are just, you know, short passes to okay. tools that are used a lot. Mm-hmm. That's Larry Fitzgerald. Might be, but uh, if that is my concern. If you think that's not going to be a downgrade for Fitzgerald, then you can be in a different camp on that. And then uh, Adrian Peterson might not actually be the amazing pickup that everyone thought he was after that first week. Yeah, I'm pretty – I'm Peterson is so inconsequential to me, he doesn't make the list. Really? Yep. I mean, the first week he picked him up was 27 half points. Yeah, great game. Everybody has a great game. Let's not forget how terrible he was in Minnesota last year and how bad he was in New Orleans to start the year. Well, they didn't play him in Minnesota, really. Which okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not, and I apologize, too. I don't mean – I just – I hear what you're saying, but I'm also saying, you know – Because I was watching Adrian Peterson. Sure. I, I, bet, I bet you weren't. But, I mean, you know, to watch turning on those Saints game, Adrian Peterson's just, like, taking a nap on the sideline. Very sweet. Sure. He's going to be really refreshed on from week seven when he gets traded to the Cardinals and they release him. Yeah, but he's also over 31. I think with Palmer out, defenses can queue up on him a little bit more. He's not really a pass catcher. So yeah. I could be wrong, but it, it's not on my radar. Yeah, yeah, Another yeah. concern? I'm just going to talk when you're yawning because that probably makes for bad radio. Oh, okay. Is that uh, <laughs> Jordy Nelson's a concern? 17 points a game when he plays with Aaron Rodgers this year. Uh, five and a half points on average in the games where Hundley sees action. So that's a pretty big drop-off. I think the last thing is that I haven't eyeballed this, but I'll have to go do my research here, but it seems like Bobby's been doing a pretty good job of guessing who's going to do better playing Rivers and Winston. I think he alternates between the two. I don't think there's been a starter for most of the year. Yeah, I've seen that a lot too. So as a guy who's lived and died on this strategy, it is hard to always be right. And then when you go wrong and the starter goes clunk, that can happen at a bad time. Mm-hmm. Oh, Look, right. I mean, this week he picked wrong, but it didn't really matter because the rest of his team stepped up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was it the, I don't remember. It Was it the rest of his team or Zeke? Because that guy had 45 points alone. Zeke had 43 points, yeah. But, I mean, and then uh, Aguilar had 12, and then mm-hmm. his defense had 15.5, and, and his kicker had 17. Who was the defense? Uh, the Rams. Oh, yeah. I thought they'd have a good week. I didn't think it was going to be that epic. Like, I mean, he literally just got 32 points, 32, 33 points from special teams. It's going to win you some games. And that's the thing. When you've got good players all across the board, somebody's going to come up and get you a win. Mm-hmm. All right. So we had a question and uh, two questions from Cam when I sent out a feeler for who had questions this week. Did you read them already? I did. He suggested I, I read them on the air, though. So I cheated. Um, number one. I'm going to read the whole thing out loud. Let me know if it makes sense. If that, I'll condense it a bit. Uh, there has been talk in recent weeks about the lack of trades and player movement in our league. Do you think that a change in roster sizes could facilitate more movement? Alex specifically has brought up lack of replacements as a reason, and I agree, especially at the wide receiver and running back positions. My theory is that if we were to remove the wide receiver slash tight end or flex position, we would have more available, more available high quality players should trades not pan out. But I think having both causes issues. 
All right, so I think the question is, why do you think there are a lack of trades or player movement in our league? And then he offers some opinion. So you've talked about this before, but let's bring it back. If you have not been, it's been a topic for a while. Mm -hmm. You've previously said you think it, how I remember it, is there's not a lot of trades because teams are trying to fleece each other, not trying to have actual win-win trades. Well, yeah, because that's it's almost impossible to have win-win trades because what it's so rare. What would happen if we have a win-win trade is we would have to have a good starter and a good backup in one position and change both, and that doesn't happen often. And then another team would have to have that, and then they'd you know like switch, mm -hmm. and like that's the only way that that's possible to get a win-win trade because I mean we literally only have like what is it like five bench spots. Mm -hmm. I mean we we don't keep a lot of people down there, and it's not like when people want to trade with me, they're going to be like. I was even looking at Kelly's team, and I was like, maybe I can trade her Matt Stafford and try to get her something. I'm like, well, what would I want? And I'm like, well, the only team thing I would want on our team is like Antonio Brown. And offering that kind of trade is just garbage. You sure. know what I mean? And then people have different level players at each different spot. So it's like, oh, sweet, I can trade my best quarterback for your best running back, but then why? Sure. You know what I mean? So kind of the stars have to align. There has got to be a need for one team that matches the two teams have to be my weakness has to be your strength and vice versa. Exactly. And especially because we don't have, we don't have a lot of players that are, I don't know how to put it like a, like some leagues have like deep, like more depth. Yeah. So they'll have more players. And Wait, they'll be actually, like, what do you mean more depth? The more bench spots? Maybe like that. Yeah. So they'll have more players. So there might be more like more guessing and maybe like, you know, maybe this guy's on a bench for all like the whole year. This guy's on the bench for the whole year. But you think this guy on that other bench might be better than yours. And, you know, you can kind of trade and try to find, like, you know, hidden gems somewhere. But, like, what we can do is we literally only trade our starters. And, you know, you don't want to trade your starters. They're your starters. And you can't say we trade. I mean, this is the first trade in years. Um, so I hear what you're saying. I think your first part, your first point, I'm totally in agreement with. The stars have to align because the best trade I will stand by that's ever happened in our league was I traded one year. I traded Phillip Rivers to Lucas because I had Peyton Manning starting. Forget where, but Rivers wound up being a top ten quarterback, and Lucas was a dumpster fire at the position. Mm -hmm. And I also traded him a serviceable wide receiver. So I think it was a wide receiver who finished in the twenties. For some reason, I'm thinking Vincent Jackson of San Diego. Um, and then I got Larry Fitzgerald in exchange because I had Philip Rivers on my bench, so I just gave him that player who was he was able to insert. Mm -hmm. And then he gave up wide receiver depth, but he got a decent player back, so he got a two for one and. Uh, it wanted to be perfect. Lucas was struggling. He made it to the playoffs, and I got to the title game. So that that's the magic you've got to be able to repeat. Yeah, and it was just perfect because mm -hmm. it was one of those situations where that you had someone on your bench you didn't need, mm -hmm. and someone else did. Exactly. But I don't I don't think it's about the roster size. I don't think because in the leagues that I play in, we have actually a relatively small starting um, roster. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I'm I'm in a few leagues, but most of the leagues I create. Um, in a similar vein as ours, but the ones that I'm in for money, I'm sorry, um, the ones that I am in that are not ones that I created, there are like two running back spots, three wide receiver spots, a tight end spot, two flex spots in one, and something pretty similar in the other one with lots of bench players. So the waiver wire is just a dump, kind of give me a phrase. There isn't a whole lot of anything useful on the waiver wire versus there's some pretty good stuff on our waiver wire in our small benches. My theory on why trades don't happen are a few reasons. One, you nailed it when you talked about fleecing people. I also really agree with you about you got to have a need. 
uh, next piece is I think trades need to be in a conversation. Like if somebody just sends somebody a, an offer, most times it's just rejected and they don't think about it. Sorry, it's, it's just, I don't know, there's something about just seeing. I know I didn't phrase that well. The trade offer, because it is probably the player who sent it, is trying to get over on the other player. It looks dumb and then they're like, screw it. Well, yeah, because expensive too, especially because you're watching your own players. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you're not watching the other team that you might be receiving as well, mm -hmm. and you don't know if you're going to get fleeced by it. Mm -hmm. So it's like a little bit of fear in there too. So agreed. I also think, and I've noticed this because the other two leagues I am, I am in are, they're not dynasty leagues where you basically have no roster turnover, but they're heavy keepers. It's like six and eight. One In one league you keep six, the other league you keep eight. And you tend to be less attached, I've noticed, in those leagues versus when you've only got a guy for a year. There just seems like there's more investment there, and I can't give you a reason why. But I want to go back to the, and that was my last reason, but I'm going to go back to a previous reason. I think there needs to be a dialogue, and we're going to, we're going to have an experiment here, and I'm going to, we're going to see what happens with it. So let's talk trade, you and I. Okay. And let's see what happens. Okay. You know what I'm wondering, though, before hmm. we do that? Yeah, I'm just curious. Is would there any be any way to incorporate somehow maybe future draft picks in trades? Yeah, I think it's a smart idea. I think teams like and nothing like crazy. Like I'm going to give you my first pick. Like I'm going to give you this quarterback for that quarterback, and then my fifth round pick, and then you give me your seventh. Something like that. Absolutely. Is that something that we can do in this league? Yes. Okay. Oh, maybe we'll have to talk about that, and we'll see if that's a situation. Sure. Like because that that might be because. I think that's why NFL trades happen most of the time because they have those picks in their back pocket that they can offer instead of a player, and maybe that's something that can encourage that kind of trade. I I don't think like if you know there should probably be a limit on it. Like if it's the playoffs, you're not in the playoffs, and someone offers you their second round pick for like your star quarterback, like that's probably not okay. But no, I think Lucas has a good trade line, deadline. It's like week ten or eleven, and like with our set up with six out of ten teams making it very rarely is somebody most definitively out of the playoffs by week 10 or 11 and okay. if they are there's only one or two teams i don't know i think that might be something neat to look into oh absolutely i've always thought if i had a terrible year and i was like i was one and seven at one point why not offer something up yeah, prepare okay. for next year cool so let's see if we can kind of figure out why trades are complicated let's discuss the trade between you and i okay if i looked at your team i would say that you are we talked about this i think your best at quarterback, mm -hmm. you are next best at wide receiver, and you are terrible at running back. If I look at my team, I think I'm best at running back. I think I'm second best at wide receiver, and I think I'm terrible at quarterback. So if my depth is Jordan Howard at running back, what is there anything, is there an interest in that player for you? Mm, let me take a look at him real quick. Mm -hmm. I don't know those exact numbers. Okay, see, I what I would offer is maybe involving something with Matthew Stafford and Jordan Howard. I don't know if you'd want Matthew Stafford, but the problem is with Jordan Howard, what would make me afraid of it is because he has three weeks where he did nothing. Yep. And then, let's see. But then I would be really out of a backup quarterback. But you know what? You wouldn't even need Jordan Howard that much, would you? Nope. Would you, would that, is that a kind of a trade that you'd be interested in? I don't think Matt Stafford's enough to get Jordan Howard, and this is where we get complicated. I would say to you about Jordan Howard for Kirk Cousins, and you would say that's too steep a price for Jordan Howard. And then I would come back with, what if I toss in Sir Kirk Cousins for Jordan Howard, 
one of my quarterbacks, and a wide receiver not named Tyreek Hill. And a wide receiver not named Tyreek Hill. Ugh. So then I'd have to look at all your wide receivers. And, you know, but then it's like that whole time, it's like that actually might be worth it, but I'm just so afraid of losing Kirk Cousins because he's been the thing that's been keeping me in the league. Yeah, and I think that's the thing about the timing of the whole thing because if Carr has a good week, I'm fully back invested and I can kind of chalk off the uh, three bad weeks and the broken back is, okay, water under the bridge ready to move forward. So, yeah, I think it's just timing. Yeah. All right. So Cam's second question. Um, do you still love me, Stephen? Because you will always be my chocolate bear. Um, as I said earlier, Cam, love the man, hate the team. Okay. All right. So that is what we've got for the podcast. So all we're going to do now is predictions for next week and bold predictions. Bold predictions. Okay. So for the Lions and Pittsburgh game, here's how I think this is going to go. I think Stafford's going to get sacked like six times. But I think our defense is going to stop Antonio Brown from getting a long touchdown. And Pittsburgh is going to be the much better team. But we are somehow going to win, even though it looks like a dumpster fire game. You, um, you said Antonio Brown doesn't get a long touchdown. Mm-hmm. Do you, does he get short touchdowns? Mm, maybe like one. But I think we're going to do a good job covering him. I think it's going to be a huge run-heavy game. I love that this is your bold prediction because we're going to have a winner and a loser because I am the exact opposite direction. Lions get rolled 42-10. to 10. Uh, Antonio Brown, 171 receiving yards with three touchdowns. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. So ready for our action with week eight. Yes. Now, I'm going to get in front of what I think people's complaints are going to be, that the current game lines are going to be adjusted as players get added and people get taken off their bye week. You're not paying for the service, people, so take what you get. So this is where we are at today. Mm-hmm. All right. J- oh, the Jankup of the week is actually going to be number one, Jason, versus number two, excuse me, number one, the Rafi Bombs, versus number two, Ant Bees Pie and Custard Emporium. Oh, I was hoping it would be my, my game. No. You know what I really like? Number about? 10 versus number nine. Are you kidding me? That's hardcore. So, well, then you should come up with a name for that matchup. The Dumpster Bowl. Let me ask. Is... Is this an elimination game? Like, can the loser of this game make the playoffs? Seriously. I don't think so. Okay. I think if we lose, if we even lose this game, if one of us even loses this game. Although, I mean, Lucas and I should be having fun this weekend because it's literally just going to be us watching, like, our players do the just dumb stuff. Just constantly. Just getting, like, four points per person. Except Dak Prescott. Thanks, Matt. Oh, yeah. Except for Dak Prescott. But whatever. I had to... Okay, well, let me ask game you this real quick. All right. My you, Alex's game of the week. Jokes aside, though, you win your three and five. Oh, then I have a chance. And the loser of Kelly and I will be four and four, so you will literally be within a game of sixth place at that point. Mm-hmm. Does it actually does it start to feel like you can do something at that point? Oh yeah, absolutely. I was even thinking of that before going into this week. I was like, if I can win this week, I think I have a chance to get to the playoffs. Yeah, you'd be a game out. Yeah. And I mean, what? How many games do we have after the regular season after this? After this, five, and you're in the crap division. Yeah, I think I definitely have a chance. But I guess being in the crab division is less important because I don't. You can't. Hey, our division tries gonna, hard. Sure, you're not going to get to the division title. I don't think. Just I don't think there's enough time left. No, gosh, no. Okay. Who's the division lead, anyways, man? Uh, Cam, Cam, five and two. So yeah, you are three games out with six to go. 
I mean, if he loses this week and I win, maybe. Maybe. All right, so matchups we have. The Jankup of the week. All right, we'll hold off on that. The Alex game of the week. Alex nine, dumpster Lucas fire game of the week. Number nine, Lucas versus number 10, Alex. Uh, Lucas projected by three. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and go with you. ESPN is taking Lucas. I'm taking me. All right, all right. Next up, number five, Cam, and $7 with the Hoopastank versus number nine, I'm sorry, number eight, Cordy, Blue Angels, Conady. And at this point, Cam favored to win by 1.1 points. I'm taking Cam, as is ESPN. I'm going to take Cordy. All right, that's an interesting life choice. I need to make it back, I need to make it back in the rankings. Last, we'll get farther down. Last game that's not us, again, matchup of the week. Number one, the Rafi Bombs versus number two, Ant B's Pie and Custard Emporium. Bobby currently favored to win by 20.7. I am also going to take Bobby. I don't know. It's rough because a lot of they haven't made their roster changes yet. Sure. Because they both have so many buys. Mm-hmm. Is Ezekiel Elliott one of the guys on buy? I don't believe so. I thought Dallas already had theirs. No, Jordy Nelson and Fitz are his I'm main pick, players. I'm going to pick Bobby then. All right. Now the matchups involving. Oh, I'm sorry. I had you go first. We normally save ourselves for last. I apologize for that. Yeah, don't worry about it. All right. Uh, Tim versus Matt. So this is going to be number seven, American Minion versus number four. This aired in 2009, people. Tim at this point on the 11 and a half point favorite. I'm going to say Tim. I'm going to take Matt. All right, last match up is number six, Victorious Squad. I'm sorry, Victorious Secret versus number three, the Rainmakers. I am currently a three-point favorite. I will take myself. I'm gonna take you. All right, I think that's everything. Anything else that you want to make sure we touch base on? Mm, no, I'm good. Oh, sorry, this was my last thing that I did want to bring up. Um, this is the two-win system that we were talking about. Two wins. Oh, okay. Yeah, you hate it, but I'm just curious what the league's feedback is, and I know they're going to hate it. Probably the same thing. Yeah, because, I mean, they all hate me now because I've just ravaged their teams for the last hour. Yeah, probably. All right. Basically, it is something to, I would call it the cam rule, to offset dumb luck wins. Mm -hmm. This idea that every week you have your matchup, and you get a win or loss based on how you do. And then the top five teams, scoring-wise, every week also get a second win. So you could, in theory, even if you... You could either be 2-0 and or 0-2. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, so it gives you a little more wiggle room based on how you do. You hate this rule. I do. Okay. I, I don't know. It just seems like it gives people who have an advantage even more of an advantage. And like Not like a, not like a, they did a great job advantage. More like they made lucky picks. Let's give them two wins and you two losses. That's hard to come back from. And I don't even know if it's possible to make ESPN do that. Mm, good point. Yeah, that is a good point. I just like it because it does offset the, you know, if you have the third highest score of the week and lose, we still get something for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like the worst feeling ever, but. Yeah. No, the worst feeling ever is losing a playoff game by half a point. Oh, okay, fair enough. But fortunately, I've done a lot of work, and I think I'm getting to an emotionally healthy place with all that. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we talked through your feelings. Mm-hmm. All right. Any last bits for you? Uh, no, I'm good. All right. Say goodnight, Gracie. What's that from?